Hi there, it's Melvin. Just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Thryzer for supporting this month's podcast sessions. Thryzer is a payment platform that you have to check out if you are a private pay therapist and accepting out-of-network benefits. It basically helps clients save on therapy up front. Thryzer can help verify a client's out-of-network benefit ahead of the first session so that they get transparency up front on what their out-of-pocket costs will be. I'll tell you more about Thryzer here in the middle of our session, but if you go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, you actually end, then enter the code STC upon sign up, you get your first $2,500 in fees waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello. Welcome to today's session of Selling the Couch. So today it's a solo session, and what I'm actually going to be sharing is the three questions that I regret not asking myself as a first-time course creator. Now you might be wondering like, Mel, what what are the world questions? Like what what is going on? And, you know, as I was reflecting and thinking about this episode, I thought to myself and I imagined myself of eight years ago in 2015 when I launched my first online course. And there's a part of you that is extremely excited to get it out into the world. And then there's another part of you that is scared and then there's this like almost other side of you that's like rational and you're like you want to build this thoughtfully and you want to build it slowly you know this tension i think is one of the hardest things to navigate as course creators because this part of you that wants to build fast and then this part of you that wants to build thoughtfully and today i wanted to again just share the three questions that i wish that i had asked when i first started and and launched my online course the very first thing is do i want a strip mall or a skyscraper now the first time i ever heard this this idea of strip malls versus skyscrapers was in a session with nathan berry who's the founder of convertkit and jay klaus uh, who's the founder of creator science and I've never heard it described this way, but I just thought this idea of a strip mall just made so much sense. But basically, there are two ways to build an online business or a creator business. So the number one model is what's called a strip mall. Basically, you have multiple products or services that collectively bring in income. So this is, I think, what we commonly think of when we think of passive income streams and multiple income streams. There's also a second model, which is called a skyscraper. So this is basically a single scalable offer. Uh, The most common tends to be like software products, but masterminds, which is what I'm doing, can be another example of this. You could also have an online course that check your single offer and you focus all of your time, energy and your marketing dollars all into making that course as best as possible. Now, one of the things that I realized is Both of these models, they require energy, but in different ways. And truth be told, when I thought about like passive income as a course creator, I had this image of a strip mall. And over the past few years, I've actually gone from a strip mall model to a skyscraper model. So as I record this currently, 
What we have is we have one single flagship offer, which is our online course, Mastermind for Therapists. And then I have my own digital course, my Healthcasters podcasting course, which is a podcasting course for therapists as well. And I've kind of noticed a few things and I just wanted to share them with you. So first of all, with the strip mall model, the benefits obviously include income diversification. So you're not putting all of your proverbial eggs in one basket. There's also this unlimited creative potential, right? Because you can create an online course, you can create multiple online courses, you can do multiple offerings, you can do retreats. There's just a lot of like creative energy that you can really channel in quite amazing ways. Now, the challenges of this strip mall model is, again, this is stuff that I have learned and it's just been my experience and I wanted to just share them open honestly with you. So the the first one is it takes time and money to market each product that you have. You know, there's this myth in the online space that anytime you create a product, it kind of runs on autopilot. It's a myth that I fell into that passive income requires like zero maintenance in times of either in terms of either time or money. And that's like the furthest thing from the truth. Uh, The second thing is it's easy to confuse potential students with multiple offerings. So if you've got like, you know, an online course, you've got a mastermind and then you're running a retreat or you're running a conference or you're doing intensives. I think folks that are specifically, you know, interested or learning more about you, especially in the early stages, they can get really confused about exactly what it is that you're offering. The third thing is you likely have to hire a team as you have more products and services. So this was one of the biggest tensions that I ran into, which was on one hand, you know, our team had gotten up to about five folks. Uh, So, you know, everything from virtual assistant to a bookkeeper uh, to something that to someone that was helping us with our podcast editing to websites uh, to helping us maintain our websites and all of these different things. And yet I realized that Uh, If we were to grow bigger, I really needed, you know, for example, like a dedicated salesperson, a a dedicated person to manage our communities. And I thought and thought long and hard about the type of business and what I wanted. You know, for me, what I wanted to do was optimize for lifestyle versus just revenue. And so I settled on, you know, just sort of focusing more on a lifestyle business. Um, There's also a YouTube video that uh, I'll link to here where I, you know, basically shared it's called why I'm done building a $1 million a year business, even though we had the infrastructure to do that, um, just sort of realizing some deeper things about life and, and what I really wanted to optimize for. But, you know, just practically what this means is you just have to account for it. Again, the skyscraper versus the strip mall model, there's not one right model to do it. I think the most important thing is ultimately to ask what it is that you want to optimize for and what season of life that you want to optimize for. Especially for me, uh, the skyscrapers seem to make sense because, you know, I'm, you know, we've got a, a young kiddo at home and I want to be an active dad. And it just seemed really hard to mentally be present when I've got like multiple things going on with my business. I just seemed a lot easier. I was focusing on one thing. So the second model is again, the skyscraper, the 100, you know, the benefits 
include so 100% of your time and resources to one product. So I've heard, side note on this, I've heard, you know, I've seen some folks that have true skyscraper models. And then I've also seen folks that have, which is what I'm doing, which is like one sort of single scalable flagship offer. But then you also have like one max two kind of, you know, usually digital courses kind of on the side. The second reason is you just have more mental bandwidth. And I alluded to this just a few moments ago, but one of the things that I realized as I was building a strip mall, now before we had a child, I think it was a little bit different, but you know, once it became a dad, it just became a lot easier or look became a lot harder to manage and responsibly build um, and serve existing members through our various products. And practically, there were moments where, you know, I was not working and I was supposed to be very present with with my partner, with with our child. And I noticed that my mind kept drifting and going to business related stuff. And I just thought to myself, like, Mel, this isn't really like a sustainable model. And so how are you going to do this different? Hey there. I hope that you're enjoying today's podcast session so I've, you know, jumped back into private practice and I decided to go the private pay route. And one of the things I've been thinking a lot about is how do I tap into outer network benefits for clients that might want to use it? Now, the common sort of perspective or tip that a lot of folks say is just to provide a super bill for clients. But the reality is I feel like most clients aren't going to go take a super bill and then call the insurance company and then deal with that whole mess of trying to communicate with the insurance companies and waiting on reimbursement and all of that kind of stuff, right? And then at some point, especially if they're keenly aware of budget and stuff like that, they're like, oh my gosh. I may not be able to afford working with this therapist and all of those kind of things, right? This is where Thryzer comes in. And the really cool thing with Thryzer is that they will actually float the clients for the sessions. So basically, when you sign up for Thryzer, you can automatically submit out-of-network claims for your clients. It's simply done through an app. It literally takes seconds. And Thryzer takes care of all of the insurance stress. So we don't have to deal with it as clinicians. Our clients don't have to deal with it. And clients just pay what they owe for for actual sessions, i.e. like the difference between your rate and the reimbursement rate in order to skip the long insurance wait. All they have to do is pay the standard 3% credit card fee. There is no monthly contracts or fees or anything like that. If you would like to try out Thryzer, you can go to sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, enter the promo code STC so that your first $2,500 in fees are waived. Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and Thryzer is spelled T-H-R-I-Z-E-R, and enter the promo code STC. So the third benefit is you can stay lean ish, and I call it lean-ish, right? Meaning that one of the things I, as I record this, I'm eight years into my entrepreneurial journey. And one of the things that I realize is I really like managing a small team. And I like the fact of having a, a what I call a lean and mighty team. 
And the main benefits to that is we can really focus a lot of our energy on one thing. We can be very agile in terms of if we, if there are new opportunities that are coming up, things like that. Uh, I don't need to like, you know, go through whole chains of command and change out multiple layers of infrastructure, all of that kind of stuff. Now, obviously, a skyscraper model brings its own challenges as well. The biggest challenge is all of your eggs are pretty much in one basket. Now, what I'm kind of working through and, and navigating, and I think this is actually a good model is, so we have, you know, our online course Mastermind for Therapists is our main flagship product. We have our Healthcasters course as a one-off course, and then I do very limited one-on-one consulting. And that sort of three-prong approach seems to be working pretty well for me. So it does kind of diversify a little bit, but still the primary emphasis is on the flagship offer. And then the second uh, challenge uh, to a skyscraper model is you're leaving potential income on the table, right? You've got, you know, there may be some opportunities that come up just because you want to focus on that single offer. You ultimately have to say no to. Uh, and again, it's not a bad thing. It's just something to to account for. So the second uh, sort of point I want to mention is do less, right? And This is a question I've really struggled with as an online course creator for the past eight years now, you know, which is where do I focus my marketing? Amit Kalantri says this wonderful quote, which says, you can be extraordinary in anything, but not in everything. Uh, I, you know, there was a book a number of years ago that I read called The Renaissance Soul, and I it totally fit me to a T. Like, I love, I'm multi-passionate. I love, you know, learning about different stuff, and uh, I get, you know, I kind of geek out all the time learning in, in different stuff. But uh, when it comes to being an online course creator and marketing your online course, what I've actually found that it's easy to want to be everywhere to market your online course, but it's usually a formula for anxiety and burnout. Again, this is just my humble opinion of what has worked for me. My suggestion is to focus on one platform and get really good at that one platform. I focused for seven years on podcasting, and we've grown the STC podcast from literally nine downloads, five of which, or four of which were my own device. So really five downloads uh, on day one to, uh, as I record this today, to over 1.6 million, which is amazing. But I think a big reason why it grew so successfully is because I didn't try to be everywhere all at one time. I actually tried that in the early days of the podcast and I quickly burnt out and I'm really glad that I kind of went through a season of burnout because it made me realize that there's such power in focus. And my recommendation is focus on one platform, create a system where you can last longer on that platform than 99% of others. Then you then move to another platform um, if you want. Now, you might be wondering, Mel, like what in the world, like where should I focus my energy and when I'm even thinking about these social media platforms, because it seems like every day there's a new one popping up. So the way I think about it is I focus on platforms that grab attention for an extended amount of time and where I can drive traffic to an email list. So I'm just going to repeat that one more time because I know that was a mouthful. So I focus on platforms that grab attention for a long 
amount of time and where I can drive traffic to an email list. Now you might be wondering like why in the world? Much like in the therapy room, like when we're working with a new client, right? Trust ultimately it takes a time to build, right? Trust and rapport takes time to build, right? It usually starts on that first call and then it builds in that first intake session and then subsequent sessions it continues to build, right? But and I think sometimes we forget that as we enter the online space that, you know, trust works in the same way. It just takes time to build, right? And that's primarily the reason that in this season, especially with a young child, I don't focus on sort of, you know, what platforms that create shorts or that are like scrolling type. Now, LinkedIn is the exception uh, for us currently. And the main reason I'm using LinkedIn is to kind of build out my network, but also to get quick data in terms of, you know, information, for example, like these videos or podcast episodes. And for me with, you know, being a dad and having a young child at home, my time is super limited. So I would rather create long form content that's easy to find online, that's searchable, and that compounds over time. So some examples of things that meet this criteria are podcasting, YouTube, because again, YouTube is owned by Google. And podcasting is really interesting because it's just taking off. There are a ton of companies getting invested in it. YouTube actually recently made the decision to really invest in podcasting. So if you look on your YouTube app on your uh, phone or on your tablet, there's actually a section for podcasts. And so what they're really emphasizing is uh, this transition to what they're calling podcasts is basically video interviews um, or video solo sessions as well. And then the third one I really like is blogging again for sort of the SEO benefit. The third and final tip that I would, the question that I would ask as a first time course creator is, how can I validate my online course? This is what I learned the hard way that most people do not tell you online is because there's a, there's a big emphasis on creating a successful course and the lure of building a successful course. So, you know, I will help you build an online course in 60 days, whatever, right? But again, this is based on my experience being a course creator and now teaching our colleagues to do this, that the secret to an online course or a successful online course is actually validating it with paying students each step of the way. So this is excellent news for any of us that are willing to play the long game. And I know that's all of us because most, you know, all of us know that this world of this online space, you have to be just so cautious and careful with it. So what has worked for me is when I started my podcasting course, I launched the STC podcast within a couple of weeks, there were colleagues that were reaching out to me via email. And they were like, Mel, like, how are you doing this podcasting thing? Can we consult with you? So I charged $200 uh, to do some one on one paid consulting. And the I'm Again, this was not a scalable thing, right? Because I was, again, trading time for income. But the benefit of that is it gave me courage and made me realize, oh my gosh, there are people being like really genuinely needing this information and being willing to pay for it. Then I slowly moved those one-on-one consults. I, I went back to those folks and I asked them like, hey, you know, I'm thinking about creating a digital course, but rather than creating the digital version of it, I wanted to run a small beta group. So would you be willing 
to to be a part of this beta group. And then I charged for that beta group. And then what I did is in the initial days, I actually told my members, hey, once the digital version, the beta members, that once the digital version is live, I'll give you complimentary access to that as well. And so the big thing I'm sort of wanted to share with that point is just being slow is such a superpower because in this online space, everybody is about like, go fast, 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 go rapid, rapid, rapid. And I think those of us that are slow and careful and intentional and not wanting to, yeah, just wanting to be so thoughtful about it, I think we we can last so much longer. So again, for the final three points, do I want to build a skyscraper or a strip mall model? Where should I focus my marketing and how can I validate my online course? I hope that you enjoyed this session and uh, definitely encourage you to ask these three questions as you are navigating your course creator journey. And finally, if you are a therapist that is interested in launching an online course, we have the STC online course starter kit. So this is basically a seven day free email course to validate your course idea. That's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash course kit, sellingthecouch.com forward slash course kit. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Selling the Couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com. So if you've been listening to the STC podcast for a while or you've been listening to podcasts and you've had this thought of, Mel, I would love to launch my own podcast in order to grow my business, just wanted to encourage you to check out our free podcasting workshop, which is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop. You can basically sign up at a day and a time that works for you. It's 90 minutes. And when I do these workshops or when I record them, I truly believe in the quality teaching, so it's going to be well worth your time. We're going to go through gear recommendations and how to launch strategically and how to think about monetizing your podcast and how to line up your podcast with your existing offers and how to do it strategically and authentically uh, and not salesy and slimy um, and all of those things. So again, the link is over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash podcasting workshop.